Welcome to Childhood Trash, a dumpster dive into our childhood nostalgia, where we re-examine some of the most influential media from our youth in order to answer the question, tragic or nostalgic. I'm your host, Pia LaPlaca, joined by my co-host. Kidding. I love how long it takes. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. (sighs) It's okay. Um, (laughs) So, Pia, what are we doing today? Oh my gosh. You know, in a minute. We are doing something so winter, so January. Yes, so January. We are really feeling our our winter vibes, and we are talking about Minutemen today. Woohoo! I'm so, so excited. Yeah, and I was like, I was thinking about, while I was watching this movie, I was like, did it give me a winter vibe? Like, did it give you a winter vibe? Um, their outfits always give me a winter vibe. It does not take place in the winter, even a little bit. But the cat, the frozen cat, that was super winter. That's true. Yeah. And I was just looking it up, and this actually did premiere in January, in 2008. Oh, amazing. So what are we coming up? What year is it even? 2024? We're coming up on the 16-year 16, 16 anniversary of this movie. That's upsetting. What <laughs> the F? That's crazy. Yeah. Well, but this is just, like, one of our many 2008 films. I feel like 2008 is prime cinema. It's a children's yeah, cinema. It's hit after hit after hit. I'd like to share my Minutemen origin story before we oh, begin. Please do. It's important to me. So when I was a kid, I did you ever have those like portable DVD players that you would bring on like a car trip, and it kind of yes. looked like a laptop. Um, yes. So we had one of those, and we had a few DVDs for it, and one of them was Minutemen, and <laughs> I would bring her everywhere, it, like <laughs> on trips. I would bring Minutemen and just rewatch it like all the time. And I really had no recollection of this movie. I haven't rewatched it since I was prop like probably 2010. I brought it on this trip once to like a family friend vacation that my mom dragged me on with a bunch of kids that I hate and do not talk to anymore. But um <laughs> <laughs> they used to tease me so much for liking this movie like so much and it made me so sad I was like I just want to watch Minutemen in peace and they were so mean they were like haha like you're just you just like this movie and it's bad and you have a you're like you have a crush on them or whatever and I was like I was so it made me so sad I was like I just want to watch my movie about time travel why can't I just be a girl (laughs) but um so sad yeah they were they were jerks so if you're listening you're a jerk. You're a jerk but, and we hate you. Yeah, we hate you. But um, <laughs> I just, I can't wait to talk about this movie. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, I also, like, I think I might have rewatched it, like, in the last 10 years, maybe. Yeah. But I don't know how recently I've seen it. I didn't remember much of the actual, like, plot yeah, of same. what they were doing. Like, same. I was like, oh, it's like cute time travel, snowsuit guys doing their snowsuit things and and then I was like oh that's there's like a point to what they're doing like they're trying to do something no yeah whether or not it's successful in that um I don't know yeah so (laughs) I think we can get into some facts about this really quick I just need to talk about this cast before anything please oh my god (laughs) this is perhaps the greatest like ensemble cast of Disney Channel actors to ever exist ever like, love it. I don't like it's all of the underrated people. Like Chelsea Staub, love her. Um, Chelsea Kane now. She's oh, yeah. Okay. She get married or something? 
I don't know. She just maybe. I just remember so, that she changed her name at some point. She's so pretty. Oh my god, I forgot she was on fish hooks. But um <laughs> love that. Not, um, not fish hooks again. Jason Dolly. PJ. Jason Dolly. I refer to him as PJ in my notes many, many times. He <laughs> was so charming. I thought he's he was so such cute. a cutie in this he's movie. He's so cute. Yeah. I was literally just like, oh my god, you are spectacular. And in Good Luck Charlie, I don't think they did him justice because he's so like he works so well as the like dorky, smart jokester kind of. And yeah. like they made him stupid in Good Luck Charlie. And like, I don't know. But anyway, moving no, on. I loved him in this and like to see his evolution from being like in Read It and Weep, which, you know, like we covered oh my God, last year. I totally forgot to, about that. To being like the romantic interest and like more of a side character. To yeah. And taking on this lead role. It was really like an interesting transition, but I felt like he just kept this like, he's so lovely to watch. He, like, he is so lovely. He's so sweet. I just, I was, I wrote this down, but I was like, I need him in a rom com like right now. Yes. Yeah. Like he was so <laughs> cute. Like he was just. Very, very charming. Anyway, um, Luke Benward, Disney Channel King. Uh, we just did an episode of Girl vs. Monster, uh, where he is an icon in that movie. He's all we grown up We did Girl vs. Monster? Wait, we didn't? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I. Uh, that sorry, was a fever I, dream, Maggie. Yeah, I, I <laughs> it didn't watched, happen. I watched Girl vs. Monster recently, yes. and I think it was all in that time period of Halloween <laughs> movies. Please no, ignore I, me. That's okay. I feel yeah. like we talk, We have talked a lot about him, especially because we talked to people involved with Cloud Nine, which yeah. is, like, one of our favorite movies. Yeah. And um, and then we saw Mostly Ghostly, which was his first Right. Uh, it was Mostly Ghostly. It was Mostly Ghostly. That's what it was. Which came out Hor- very, yeah, horrible movie, but it came out, um, <laughs> it came out, like, right before this movie. Yeah. Um, he is, like... 13 or something in this and it's hilarious he's got he's this so squeaky cute. little voice i love him he's adorable and then so um nicholas braun i have so much to say about this man <laughs> um evolution of character like, <laughs> like oh my god if I, have you watched succession i haven't but i i know that he's in it yeah so he is cousin greg in succession and he cousin greg is just like this freeloading twerp like we <laughs> like he is such a like a nincompoop. Like, if there was ever yeah. a nincompoop, it's him. But also, Nicholas Braun has some very serious, like, allegations against him right now. So oh. he's, he's kind of on, like, a downward... Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot he was Ponytail Derek, too. Whoa. He was. Yeah. It's something not good, though. Like, apparently he's just not a good dude, which is very upsetting. That's I liked so him upsetting. In yeah. It's like, can you, can you just stop, like... Luke Benward and Jason Dolly did not have that problem, so why can't you be like that? But um, that's crazy. Yeah. And he's the more successful one too, he, so like of course yeah. he would be a jerk. That yeah. sucks. It is. It sucks. Um, but you know who's also in this movie? Have you seen who? the Vampire Diaries? Yes, I have. Oh my god, I was literally gonna bring that up. Oh my god. Ah, <laughs> uh, Elena's sis- brother. What's his name yeah. in that? What's his name um, in that? Oh, Jeremy. 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 He's doing Jeremy. like he, he's always doing drugs in Vampire yeah. Diaries. Yeah. Um, it's funny seeing him be like the popular it guy versus like Jeremy in the Vampire Diaries and he's like a stoner yeah. loser. But yeah. um oh my god, I love he was funny. This this cast is fantastic. <laughs> um who is that yeah. teacher? Um, the teachers or the vice principal guy, like yeah. he's definitely been in a lot of stuff as well. John Paul Manu. It's like French. He's in Phil of the Future. 
Oh. Playing another vice principal. That makes sense. He's just like one of those guys that's around, it seems like. He's just in everything. He was in Scooby-Doo. Yes, he was. I love Scooby-Doo, man. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3. Which that's important. is also by the same director. So this director, Lev L. Spiro, icon that's of a hilarious. guy, directed so... the directed so many things, among other things, Beverly Hills Chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> A cinematic achievement, if I've ever heard one. A trilogy to go down in history. Like, yeah. (laughs) Um, He did the Wizards of Waverly Place movie. Yes. Very nice. Minutemen. And yeah. Uh, Seems like he also did some episodes of Gilmore Girls, which is cool. Um, Yeah, I saw that. that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He directed Insatiable. (gasps) That movie was terrible. I never saw show. Yeah, it's not worth it. Not worth your time. But it was. Yeah, it looks. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) All-Star cast. Loved it so much. All right. Yeah, yeah, let's start. So it opens. I want to say they cut to this same shot like a hundred times. Throughout- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. This is- <laughs> Interesting editing choices that I wrote about. But I just want to, like, wait to get there until we're at that moment in the plot. Well, so we, like, we just keep cutting to this exterior of the school and you just watch the clouds as they move. And it's like. This is key because how else would you understand a time travel movie if you didn't see the clouds moving and it would no. show a different time of day? No, exactly. How um, else? How else? I, I, I ask you. Anyway, <laughs> so this starts on these kids' first day of high school and they're freshmen. Yeah. They're bottom theaters. Mm-hmm. And we've got Virgil, played by Jason yeah. Dolly. We've got Derek, played by Stephen R. McQueen from Vampire Diaries. Yes. And we've got Stephanie, Chelsea Kane. Yes. And they're like, the they call themselves the Trace Amigos, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, um, okay. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. And they're just three best friends, childhood best friends. They're ready to start high school together. Super cute. And Derek and Stephanie are trying out for, like, their individual sports teams. And Virgil is kind of like a, I don't know, he is more of a comedian. He he said something about wanting to be a stand-up comedian, which made me laugh. But He um, said something about wanting to be a game show host. Yeah, yes, that's what it was. Game and show I was host. like, I don't think you have that in you, I, my personally friend. Personally, same, but, like, good for him, <laughs> TBH. Derek is going out for the football team, and he kind of sucks at football. And Stephanie is going out to be a cheerleader, and she's just this cute little pretty blonde girl. Like, she's definitely cheerleader material. On this first day of freshman year, clear that there's some, like, weird tension on Derek's side of things. Like, he's just got this, like, jealousy towards um, Virgil or feels like Virgil steps on his toes sometimes. So during tryouts, Derek is, like, he keeps missing the target when he's throwing the football, and Virgil comes up to him, and he's like dude, like, you gotta work on that, you know, some, he's saying something. We get interrupted by our bestie Luke Benward <laughs> on a, I can only describe it as a four-wheeler with an airplane engine attached. Yeah, it's some sort of, like, like machine that he made that, like, comes into play later. Yeah. Um, And he's just, like, so he's essentially on this, like, four-wheeler and he's just like speeding through and he can't control it he's like i i lost control of the steering and he's just like literally like <laughs> like lawn mowing people <laughs> like, <laughs> the cheerleaders are diving out of the way yeah. Yeah. yeah and and so everyone's like kind of you know crazed and like what's going on the what's his name derek 
Derek, yeah. Derek decides to take matters into his own hands and throws a football to get to hit him off of the, yeah. the thing. I don't know. Like it just like it's so goofy. It's, so, oh, it's I like love it. that could never happen, but like But it did. So yeah. Derek throws football, knocks uh Charlie Tuttle, played by Luke Bedward, off yes. of this like contraption and like saves the day or whatever. And all of Derek's, like, teammates on the football team, you know, they're the popular jocks or whatever. So they start, like, gathering around Luke Benward and, like, pushing him around in this circle. Yeah. And <laughs> it's really funny. And then Virgil <laughs> Bullying being, harassment. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Virgil being the, like, good dude that he is or whatever goes to, like, stop him. He's like, hey, guys, like, take it easy. You know, he's being a good person, you know, very charming, very sweet. And they just throw him in the circle with Charlie. And they're, like, throwing him around. It's so funny. And essentially, then it just cuts to Charlie and Virgil being hung by, like, the statue outside of the school, dressed in cheerleader uniforms with, like, makeup and headbands on. Yeah. And... This is kind of like where they meet and they, how they like, become like, friends. And it is how they become friends. And then we flash forward three years. <laughs> so I think that that means they're juniors or he's a junior, at least. Jason Dolly. I can't tell if they were supposed to be juniors or seniors. I couldn't really tell either. An important thing about this is that Luke Benward's character is like supposed to be way younger than everybody else because he like he's like 13 a genius. Or and he's, or yeah. And he like skipped a bunch of grades. So but basically. <laughs> As a result of this incident on the statue, like, three years prior, Virgil and Luke Benward, yeah, Charlie, are outcasts in school, and Derek and Stephanie are, like, the popular people, and they're dating now. So things have changed a lot. Okay. I I need to take a moment and talk about the, like, social dynamics in this school. Yes, that's important to to (laughs) how this goes. There is such a clear divide. There are, like, mm-hmm. such popular people, and they basically float above everyone else. Yeah. And then there are, like, the bottom feeders. There's, like, the dorks, the dweebs, the nerds. And they're getting shoved into, like, vending machines. They're getting their clothes taken away when they're changing in the locker rooms. They're, yeah. like, literally being harassed, bullied, and, like, the staff does not care at all. But yes. it is so, like, cartoony. Yeah. <laughs> It is so, like, it was written in the 50s. Like, mm-hmm. like I just want to know, like, did you experience, like, a really, like, a social system like this in your high school where there was, like, um, super popular and super nerdy people and like, they were, like, don't talk to each other? There was no, like, insane bullying, like, what was happening. Like, there's no, like, yeah. physical things, like, people are getting their clothes stolen or whatever but there was certainly a like divide between like the athletic kids and the nerdy kids and the like I don't know the stoners kind of thing there were certainly like a different groups of people and like it wasn't as rigid as it seems to be in this school but um I definitely experienced a little bit of of that yeah I just felt like this was super like extreme it was it like very extreme. it was like taking taking that thought to the extreme and I was like literally I don't think anyone's ever like I don't think this is real (laughs) no no it's not how high school is like at all like maybe in the 80s or something but not now Um, it's giving 50s like it's giving like it's giving like let's go to the sock hop and like like, (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah I know and Derek is always in like black leather like (laughs) and he dresses up as a greaser for the like dance it was so funny I loved that 
not Derek. Oh my god. Z. I keep calling him Derek because um he's ponytail Derek in the perks of being a wallflower. Yes, Zeke. Anyway, yeah. um at, so if while we're talking about this this moment in the movie where we like see the different social divide, the nerd table is like something I really need to talk to you about. Um okay. I don't know if you noticed this when you were watching this scene in particular while they're all eating lunch. There the chewing noises are grotesque. I don't yeah. know if you heard it. But it was literally, like, the most cartoonish, like, like, yeah. Minecraft eating an apple sound. It's, like, oh, it no, was driving noticed, me insane. I noticed the sound effects throughout this movie were very loud. They were very loud. They were very strange. Like, yeah. I, I kind of loved it, but it, the <laughs> chewing, I, I picked that up immediately, and I was like, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> it was gross. Anyway, yes. So, Charlie, our little little Luke Benward guy is um like working on a lot of different projects it seems and he has all of the nerds like under his command they like salute him when he walks I literally into the love that. Lab. it was I love so, it so funny much. it was so funny <laughs> um and he brings uh Virgil into the computer lab and it's like dude guess what I did I designed a time machine and it will work because I I know it will work and they're like okay so we have to we have to test out the time machine basically um, and build it. They have to recruit Derek because Zeke. Zeke. Ah, sorry. <laughs> Zeke, because he's another outcast and has like a ton of engineering expertise. What is Zeke's character? Like, um, he's supposed to be like, what's that guy? The guy from the Breakfast Club that wears the, the trench coat. Oh, that's like him in my head. Mm. The, the out, the burnout or something, whatever. The burnout. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, he was trying, he would, He felt like he was trying to give, like, Heath Ledger and 10 things. Yes, um, I, like, he is so ridiculously taller than everybody else <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. It's so funny. He's just, like, literally 6'5". <laughs> yeah. I was, I was dying. And um, then there's, like, baby Luke Benward, and he's just, like, doesn't even come up to his waist. <laughs> I know. So, basically, they build the time machine, and... The trio of them, like, test it out with fucking Luke Benward's cat. They literally throw the cat into the, like, spinning Wait, vortex. What's the cat's name? It's uh, like, oh, my God. It's, oh. like, Einstein or something. It's a horrible name. What is it? Einstein? Albert Felinstein. Felinstein. Yes, that's Albert what it Felinstein. is. And, and they throw the cat in, and the cat comes back out, and it's, like, all frosted. It's, like, just been in the winter forest in Narnia. Yes, and yeah. <laughs> And they were like, oh my god, like, this was the first time traveler. The first time traveler was a cat, which, like, love that. Love that. Um, He's like, your cat was the first (laughs) being to time travel. Yeah. And so So now they're like, okay, it's, like, safe-ish for, like, us to do it. And so they decide to do it. But, like, basically, going back to, like, when Virgil got roped into, like, doing this whole time travel thing, he was like, I'll do it if I can get success, fame, and money. Yes. All he cares about is getting rich and popular. Yeah. He's so funny. Oh my god. Virgil's character, like, made me laugh a lot. Just the way he, like, they dressed him. He's, like, such an average, like, Emerson boy. It's so funny. Um, And the haircuts. Like, the haircuts in this movie are bizarre. They're crazy. I just need to know how that haircut that, like, Luke Benward has and Jason Dolly has, like, got popular. Like, who was like, I "I have an idea. Like, I... (laughs) I think, you know what I think it is? I think it's, like, you know how in, like, the fourth Harry Potter, 
when yeah. like they let everyone grow their hair too long. Yeah. yeah. I think it's that. <laughs> no, agreed. And it's like like haircuts were like out in 2008 yeah, like <laughs> exactly no one was getting a haircut in 2008 there was not a it's, salon in sight no it's like, the Mitchell Musso effect like exactly <laughs> but I was just like this is really interesting and another but I love it I love loved it. it too it's very charming um another part from this section that I wanted to touch on was um Jocelyn I just like was very confused about her she was like this girl that kept hitting on 14 year old Luke Benward and she oh, had to be at least 17. Name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot she, her name. Like, but... he looks like a child, and she has yes. to be at least 17 or 18. And yes, I was just like, this, this is, is so weird. This is an interesting plot line, and I'm not sure if we needed it. No, we did not. I And the way it progresses, too, is really interesting, because it kind of starts with, like, she's kind of just, like, I think she's, like, hyper and cheery, which makes it less creepy. Mm-hmm. But I think it is creepy. I think it's creepy as well. I'm like, um, oh. Because she's, like, this old, like, she's definitely, like, a senior. Or, like, even if she's not, like, even if she's in the same grade as this child, like, he is way too young. He's yeah, like he's 14. so young. Yeah. He's, like, oh 14. My God. And he looks so, she's, so little. Like, yeah. he's tiny. And she's just, like, like, every time she's around, she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's, like, she's basically just, like, trying to figure out how to hang out with him and, like, yeah. get him to like her. Which is so... Um, so strange um and i think it's really i honestly like it is such a like one of the worst things about this movie now that i think about it is the like female characters like they are so bad yeah i know oh my god it's like (sighs) it's like we um, couldn't have like an actual well-rounded female character no and chelsea stobbs character like her only purpose is to be this like love interest that gets pulled between Derek and virgil like she isn't very like i don't know which sucks. And it, like, gives them something to, like, beef over. And it, like, it would have been so interesting because, like, especially, like, like we'll get to it, but, like, when what's her name? Jocelyn becomes, like, a part of the team. Yeah. Like, Jeanette? Her name is Jeanette. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Jocelyn. Anyway, okay, I guess we'll go with Jeanette then. Anyways, when Jeanette becomes more part of the team, it would have been such a great way to see her character and, like, for her to have an actual, like, personality and, like, be contributing as a part of the team, but, like, they just don't care about that? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, oh my let's get... Sorry. Yeah, I just realized that Jocelyn is the, like, the girl that uh, Derek cheats on Chelsea Stop That's with. That's what I thought yeah. you were talking okay. about, and I was like, okay. oh, we're gonna talk about that? <laughs> no, no, I meant, I meant Jeanette. I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I'm reading back, and I'm like, they're oh, two, fuck. They're two J names, and, like, who knows? Yeah, no, yeah. Um, okay. uh, let's get to their first time-traveling experience. Yes, which is so silly. So, basically, so they... Silly. They go back in time and they're like, we have the winning lottery numbers, so let's go back in time and, like, buy a lottery ticket. Fucking genius, okay? I would have done the same thing. That is so... I saw I saw the problems coming from a mile away. I was like, no way this is gonna work. No, no, yeah. I mean, this is the trope of every time travel movie, that if you change something, then you change, like, everything. But winning the lottery... I would have done the same thing. I would have been like, okay, I'm going to pay off my student loans. I'm going to like, I'm going to buy my grandparents a nice house. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so they get to like the convenience store or whatever, where they're going to buy a lottery ticket. And then they're like, oh, so do you have ID? Cause you have to be 18 to buy a lottery ticket. And they're like, oh no, we're literally like 15. So then they um, go outside and there's this street performer. And this street performer is the bane of my existence. I think like he is the biggest thing I think about in this movie. Like he is the only thing that has stuck with me about this movie. 
literally oh my god he's crazy (laughs) and every time he moves scares me they added like a mechanical sound effect as if that's how it sounds when he moves (laughs) no or like he's making the sound effect it's crazy Mm -hmm. um so they asked this like basically if you if you haven't seen the movie and you don't know what we're talking about it's like this guy who's like painted silver and all in silver yeah. He's like doing the robot um, <laughs> outside of this convenience store in fucking Somerton, California. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, no way. But anyway, it works for the plot. So they they go and they ask this guy, and they're like, "Hey, like, can you buy a lottery ticket for us with these numbers? We'll give you the money and whatever." And he's like, "Yeah, sure." And then they have to leave because they only have like twenty minutes of time after they time travel to get back to. Um, jump back into the vortex or whatever to get back in time and like not fuck with the space-time continuum or whatever Mm -hmm. um and so they leave and then they come back and then it's the next day because that was the day before and this robot guy won the lottery and of course didn't share his winnings with some fuck-ass 15 year olds and (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. Um, so, so now Robot Man is famous and he is like, he has a fancy car and all, all the stuff. Let's get to the, um, there's sort of a, uh, a, a montage of the boys deciding how they're going to use the time machine thing. Yes. I love a montage. I love the montage so much. Basically they decide that they are going to use the time machine as like, um, a heroic thing and like yes. go back and, and like save the nerds basically is their campaign to like change how they get treated in their high school landscape or whatever and they recruit Jeanette who is going back to this the the girl that has a crush on Charlie because they were like somebody has to stay behind and like control all of the stuff and they were all like not it and they kept doing oh my this god too. when they played not it that was the funniest thing it was oh so my god <laughs> I thought I was laughing so hard I was like because Zeke and uh, Virgil were like, not it, not it. Like, they got it really fast. And Charlie, like, was the last one. And he's like, guys, that's not fair. It's my machine. So they, they're like, okay, redo. And then it happens again. It's so funny. <laughs> I was like, they're so cute. They're like older brothers. I liked it. So basically, Jeanette stays behind and controls the machine while they are going on their adventures to become known as the snowsuit guys. Well, you because she is, she is responsible for the costume change. Yeah. She's responsible for the outfit, the iconic fit known as the snowsuit guy outfit. Yes, the white, all white, snow pants, jacket, goggles, gloves. They are not wearing snow pants. They are wearing white jeans, and you cannot convince me otherwise. Oh, white (laughs) jeans? I didn't, I mean, I didn't look that hard. They are fully not wearing snow clothes, (laughs) like, besides the jacket. (laughs) Like, they are just wearing all white after Labor Day, and it's crazy. (laughs) All white after Labor Day. Someone called the fashion police. Um, <laughs> like let's like let's get into like a list of like the stuff that they do. So they go and save the one kid from getting his clothes stolen from the lockers, like after his shower after gym. Yes. And give him like drip. He's like drippy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's got like this attitude because he's drippy. Uh and then Yeah, and while they so that's the first thing they do, and after they do that they, like, run into the vice principal's, like, diorama of the school. Yeah. And so while they're becoming known as the snowsuit guys who save everyone and help the nerds and whatever, they're also becoming, like, despised by the vice principal because the, he, like, they, like, messed something up for him. So now he's on the hunt for them. Yeah. He's like, F the snowsuit guys. Um, they're disrupting yeah. the social Fuck order of this high school's 
yeah. whatever. Which, um, like, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But basically, so they they do all these, like, heroic things for all the all the little guys. And then, you know, throughout this, like, throughout them doing their little quests, there's, like, this slowly progressing plotline of Virgil and Stephanie. Stephanie, yeah. And how, like, he has a big crush on her and they're best friends, but, like, they're not in the same social class. Or social class. They're not in the same, like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they're not both popular and stuff, so they can't really hang out. And he's like, oh, you want to be an architect and you have to go to cheer tryouts so that you could get into, uh, fuck, it was a random school too. It was like UC, it wasn't Irvine. It was like UC something. And she breaks her leg the day before tryouts or something or the day of tryouts. Yeah. And so that makes him go, you know, I have a time machine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I have this time machine. Oh Oh my God. God. Like right back here. (laughs) And he, like, so he goes back in time with everybody, and they save her from falling. He, like, runs into the cheer practice and catches her when she's falling. And he says something that, like, makes her think that, that she knows that Virgil is the snowsuit guy. What was it? It was, um, yeah, it was Get Out or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Or Get Real. Get Real. Get Real. Like, the next day, she comes over, and she's like, so, I know you're the snowsuit guy. And he's like, <laughs> what? No, I'm not. What? What are you talking no. about? She first thinks that they're psychic, and then he's mm-hmm. like, oh, no, we're time travelers. And then and then she's like, she just believes it, like, immediately. Yeah. No, yeah. It's very silly. But basically, they start to realize that after, like, going back and changing the past, the bullied are becoming the bullies, and things are not right in the universe. Especially Luke Benmore's character is like, we need to chill on the time travel. I think we need to take a step back. You know, like we're messing with stuff too much. This poor kid is so stressed out. He's literally just like, <laughs> he's like having a panic attack about the end of the world, like throughout this entire movie. He's just like yeah. freaking out. And he reveals basically that he stole files from NASA in order to make the um, time machine. So he like hacked everything. Man's hacked into NASA. Like, okay. He hacked into NASA. And At, like, like that's 10 years obviously, old. <laughs> that's obviously a crime. So, like, <laughs> so, I like, think we can all thing. agree that that's I think a crime. we can all agree that's a crime. Something we didn't mention throughout this is that there are some scientists, like, tracking, like, seismic activity in oh, yeah. California, and they start to notice that there's, like, a lot of anomalies right at the high school where they've been doing the uh, time machine. So that is, like, another aspect of, like, people are kind of starting to catch on to them. Then we get to... This is when things take a turn. <laughs> yeah, the the inciting incident, if you will. I don't, there's a football game. It's the state championships. Derek basically flubs up the entire thing and, like, loses the game. Which, this didn't make any sense because there were six seconds left on the I was paying attention to the football things. There were six yeah. seconds left on the clock. <laughs> and he didn't, like, get a touchdown. Which, like, okay. he's not... Not going He's to. not Aaron Rodgers, so, like, I don't know how he would have done that. Yeah. Um, I was like, did they need a touchdown? And they were banking on the fact that he could get it in six seconds? Anyway. So. <laughs> so he, like, messes it up. And Stephanie, this is, this is why we hate women in this movie. Yeah, clearly. Stephanie goes to Derek and is like, guess who has a time machine? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I, I just have this time machine. Like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> and basically, they convince Virgil to go back in time and help Derek win the championship. Yeah, because what happened, okay, what happened is he got distracted because 
like one of the old nerds who's now a cool guy was like mm-hmm. mooning everyone the or streaking one. or yeah, something he's streaking yeah he was streaking <laughs> and that got him distracted so <laughs> yeah so they go back in time and they tackle the guy who was streaking so that he can win Derek can win the state championship yeah and that kind of starts to repair the relationship between Derek uh Stephanie and Virgil they're all of a sudden like becoming friends again because Virgil did this thing for Derek um Derek is very clearly like only friends with him to like get what he wants like use the time machine like whatever even still Virgil starts to kind of like back away from Zeke and Charlie he's sort of like oh wants to hang out with the popular kids because we know that all he wants is like status and money and they have that so he's like he feels like he's finally getting what he wants I guess yeah and can we also talk about how Derek just like sucks like he's like cheating on Stephanie with like this girl who do you recognize her she's in something um she's in can I tell you yeah (laughs) she is in return to Halloween town oh my god oh my god she's like the is she one of the like is she the friend or she's the, one the of daughter the evil, of the evil she's one of yeah. the evil people oh my god that makes so much more sense yeah she has that vibe to her evil girl but, but like um, it again even again like another instance of a female character and she's like seen as this like seductress of like yeah. kind of like taking Derek away from Stephanie whereas like yeah. That's it's definitely Derek's choice. Yeah. yeah. Some, I, just I bothered like, me. Yeah, agreed. I have like a few quotes or like moments from this that I, I love like this area. So when Virgil is trying to convince everyone to like go back in time and fix the football game, he's like, I, I don't remember if it's Virgil or Zeke that says this, but he's like, we're the minute men, not the weenie men. <laughs> like, oh yeah. What? Virgil says that. <laughs> the weenie men is so funny. Yeah. Um, and I know I thought that like Charlie kind of felt like Oppenheimer in this as well, you know what I mean? Like, sure. <laughs> this, if you want to make the Oppenheimer Minutemen comparison, that is all you. <laughs> and I'm going to, and I'm going to, because he created something that changed everything, and he's just like, you know, this is the picture of like Oppenheimer being like. <laughs> That's Charlie in this movie. The feds are start coming after them. They're sniffing. Yeah. They're sniffing around and they're like following them. Yeah. There's this whole like scene where Virgil's at like a convenience store and he's like buying something and there's a guy <laughs> who's like like inching, like following yeah. him. Like it's really funny. Um and they're like just everywhere. And so the FBI bring them in and they're like, We're not gonna say you made a time machine, but like what if you did and what if it's really a problem? Because, like, we know someone stole our files. And they're like, we actually don't need to say anything because we're not under arrest. So we're going to head out. Yeah, we're going to leave. We're going to leave. Um, but they're kind of scared about it. <clears throat> they, they, they've all kind of split up because Virgil has been hanging out with sort of the other popular people. And it upset Zeke and Charlie. But um, he's, like, at a party and he ditches Charlie for the party. And because Charlie lives next door to the guy who's throwing the party, of course. Of course. So they're they're kind of having a tiff about the time machine and whatnot. And basically, in this time, Stephanie finds out that Derek has been cheating on her with Jocelyn. And um, she sees them kissing. And basically, Derek goes to Virgil and is like, can you go back in time and stop her from seeing us? Not even stop me from, like, doing that. He's like, can you just stop me, stop her from catching us? Like, he's not sorry for cheating. He's sorry he got caught. And... 
Virgil want like kind of being the people pleaser that he is, he like basically agrees to it. Um, and he's they have a plan to go back in time and fix that on the night of the prom because everything happens the night of the prom in every okay, Disney Channel movie. Let's be clear, it's not a prom. It's a sock hop dance. Oh, it is yes. a it is just a dance that's happening in a random time. Yeah, they're all dressed and like also, it's the 50s. One of my favorite scenes though comes when when Stephanie and Derek break up. Yeah. And Virgil goes to her house. <gasps> oh my god. And it's so it's so high school musical coded. Yeah. And he like climbs up her like trellis to get to her like back porch. He breaks a plant. He brings her elbow pasta because he couldn't find pistachios. I think about that to this day. That is so <laughs> funny. Like who is like, oh, I just grabbed these pasta shells, but I meant to get pistachios. Like what? <laughs> and then she goes, Did you bring any marinara sauce? And he's like oh but i can get some (laughs) he's so sweet he's like he'll do anything like she didn't even tell him what happened and he hung up the phone and ran to her house immediately it was so cute i was like see jason dolly in a rom-com i need it i need it now no i think so yeah but i love that but so they're getting closer as kind of um derek and her are like separated (laughs) yes like they're divorced anyway yeah charlie has found out that not only is their time traveling like making things worse um, in a lot of ways, but it's also creating a black hole. <laughs> so of course it is. Yeah. So they figure out that they have like four hours to live and Charlie and Zeke kind of reunite with Virgil in order to like save the day. And Virgil and Stephanie are at the dance together and they like are getting very close to like kissing and like being a couple. And Derek kind of interrupts that and is like, are you ready, dude? Like, let's go like, fix my mistake or whatever and they're on their way and it kind of they all they all kind of meet up in the middle of that and uh Virgil does not end up going back in time to fix that part but they do have to go back um in order to close the black hole I was a little confused about how this worked like why they had to go back so they had to like they basically had to like undo everything that they did and by doing that they went through the black hole yeah and that popped them on the day uh three years ago where they all met yes and they end up in this park like on the other side of town and it's like just a bunch of little kids and zeke is like dude we were like we landed in like a world where everyone is tiny and he's like what up munchkins and it's like all these kids on the playground (laughs) it's so funny we're in munchkin land he always had such good lines and i'm so terribly sad that he's a terrible person but um yeah. Yeah, that's always a shame. Yeah, it's Levy, um, cousin Greg. Um, but so they go back, and Virgil's like, "Oh, this is perfect. Like, this is the day that like everyone has told, like, talked about for my entire high school career. I can finally stop this from happening." And then we have this really cute heart to heart of Charlie being like, "Yeah," and it's also like the day we became friends. So like, do you my, not want to be right? So friend? it's my favorite day, and I don't want it to change. That yeah. made me like. I, that's my favorite scene in the movie. He's like this little kid, and he's like, "It's my favorite day because it's the day we became best friends." And I was like, "Stop!" Aww, so cute, little Luke Benward. Yeah. So basically, they stop him from you know, or they think they're going to stop him because they have to go back to the portal before it closes, and they basically leave him behind. And Zeke is like, "Do what you got to do, whatever." And they're like, "We're not. We're never going to make it before it closes." And basically, just as that happens. PJ rolls up in the um, tractor with a airplane engine on the back and he's like, let's go. They 
all hop on and speed to the portal and jump through it. I don't know how that fixed anything, but like, yeah, yeah. I'm like thinking about it right now. And I'm yeah, trying I, to like, I kind of make lost it make sense. Yeah, yeah. I lost <laughs> at this point a little bit. So, but anyway, so they come out the other side of the black hole, and the black hole closes, and, and it's like nothing uh, happened because they fixed it. Yeah, and yeah. so, but they come back to like not the day of the dance, but it's the day that the first day that they time traveled. Yeah, so things are know. are different. <laughs> So basically everything that happened in the movie has not actually happened yet because exactly. Yeah. And something silly that happened. There's a couple good things that happen afterward. Jeanette has kissed, um, kissed Charlie before he left for the black hole or something. And he was yes. super shocked about it. It was really funny. But yes. when they get back, he like runs up to her and kisses her, but that hasn't happened in like her life. Like she doesn't know that that happened yeah. and she's like super shocked about it or whatever. Um, but she's like, secretly very excited we get her like smiling walking away I, I, I was thinking like that had to be luke benward's first kiss he's like 12 no wait i have to look up. that it literally that had to be his first kiss with her no i think it is That's, i think it uh, is yeah i was like thinking about that i was like there's no way <laughs> because Dove cameron's first kiss on screen kiss was with luke benward oh in cloud nine then virgil and stephanie like she's still technically with derek in this timeline but he's like i've been thinking a lot about what i would do if i could go back and change the past and she's like what would you do and he's like i would tell stephanie how i really feel about her and it was so cute they were like they're like ah they're like she's like i feel the same or whatever yeah, I don't know. Um, and then I like how the movie ends because Charlie is like classic Charlie. He runs up. He's like, I have this idea. We're going to learn how to teleport. Have you ever like thought about teleporting? We could do it. I figured it out. And then they're like, no, no, <laughs> no. I, I love that. Zeke's like, that is it. No more time travel. He's like, I can't do this anymore. I loved it. Yeah. So that's basically the movie. It ends after, um, that like they're setting up for a sequel that never actually happened it seems oh i never thought about that yeah so this high school was so familiar to me um and it's because it was the auditorium scene in high school musical to me it also really looked like the lemonade mouth high school but well, i don't it think was, it, it was shot in the same place as high school musical the first one yes yeah um but it was also shot at a different high school um, yeah as well corbin blue had somewhere. a single from this movie no i just we need to talk about the soundtrack we need to talk mm -hmm. about the soundtrack. Yeah, we need to talk so about fun. like whoa, like, like whoa, whoa. Is important. yeah, that's very and important. And the Corbin Blue of it all. Yeah, he was I just died. all over the Disney Channel like music theme, even though he wasn't even in the movie. Love that for him. He wasn't, but he was the best part. Like yeah, he was he, getting that check. Yeah, this I loved the soundtrack of this movie. Like, Me too. Every time a song came on, I knew it instantly. Yeah, and I was so into I was it. Very happy. So, how did you feel about this movie? Like, what was your experience watching it? Like I said, I feel like I've seen this, like, in the last few years. But yeah. I don't, I didn't remember it. I gotta be honest. Mm -hmm. I don't really like it. Really? Like, I, I like the time traveling. And yeah. I love the cast. Yeah. And I think it's so wholesome and sweet. But, like, when you get down to it, like, the whole, like, popular versus, like, not popular, like, was just not interesting to me. Yeah. And I felt like it was so heavy-handed that I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> like, is yeah. This, like, is this, happening? are we sure this was made in 2008? Like, this yeah. is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, And I also felt like it, like, it was, like, 90 minutes, probably. Yeah, it was um, 90 minutes. But it felt long. <laughs> really? 
I I actually like I really enjoyed watching it. I thought it was like a silly like the I thought the jokes were cute and like I like the cast like you said. The plot completely weird like doesn't make a whole lot of sense like wasn't super into it but like I felt like the three main characters were super charming and that made it like fun for me to watch but I get what you mean about being like like the the female characters are not developed and I mean like we can't really expect like a lot of the times movies in this age like just did not use women as like real people uh and we're not gonna we're not saying like it has to be like a feminist masterpiece we're just saying give her a personality um (laughs) no i i think i think uh that's true like i think i was just thinking about it while i was watching it since we did talk about read it and weep yeah that came out before this um and jason dolly's also in that i was like thinking about them a lot uh like in in combination like yeah like like in contrast and i just think this was so boy it was like they were really trying to make a boy movie yeah it was a boy movie i think that it suffered because of that i agree um because like i think read it and weep like is more girl it is more focused yeah but it has so much more like heart to it and to like all the characters yes whereas this was like it had a great like male friendship and that's great but like everything else was kind of like not really you're you're very right like comparing these two those two movies makes a whole lot of sense like they were just afraid to like go there with the emotion in this and i always feel like disney channel movies like can do a really good job with that being like oh that was really sweet like even like like Halloween Town, like the mother daughter relationship is really like cute, and the grandmother, and then like what are some other things we've watched recently like that? I was also thinking about like Jump In, like that's, Jump in. that's I was a movie that I that. think really, really does like both well for like a male and a female audience. Like yes. I feel like that is a I good example of doing both. Um, and this this does definitely lean more like you know men don't have feelings or whatever, and like just like yeah. goofing around um boys being boys if you will boys but being like boys. overall for me it was like a very like fun watch I hadn't seen it in years so it was nice to kind of revisit that I don't think I would like watch it again but like yeah it was cute I had a good time like definitely like a very like nostalgic watch for me but like not in the like sense of nostalgic or tragic that's not what I mean just like going back yes. and being like oh <laughs> yeah. this is like this is sweet for me to revisit yeah I agree I mean I think like I think it had its moments, but Agreed. for the had most part, had it kind of, yeah, for the most part, I was kind of like, yeah, yep, pretty much. Okay, so your rating, tragic and nostalgic. I'm gonna have to give it tragic. I don't think yeah. I'm gonna watch it again. I think it it didn't hold up the way it held up in my mind. Really, you know, I I think because I had no expectations going into this movie, because I really didn't remember it, except that I really liked it. I enjoyed it more, but like you said, I wouldn't revisit it for me it is nostalgic but like a low nostalgic you know how we've been talking about like (laughs) halloween town is peak and then it's like there's like a lower end of that yeah yeah definitely that's fair that's yeah overall very silly movie very fun to talk about like there's so much like goofy stuff that happens in this that i like was very excited to mention oh my god the little sister Oh, yes. We didn't get to talk about her. I have some quotes from her. Um, she was so funny. She was so I funny. She like would she walked in when they were like building the time machine, like the three of them. And she was like, like this girl, this girl had some character. She was literally she like, it's like I walked into an ugly contest. I'm going to leave. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. She was really her. cute. I liked her. She was fun. Yeah. But again, um, like, I wish she had a role. Like, what, what yeah, was she her point? No, like, they, if she hadn't been in the movie, like, that would have been fine, too. Like, nobody yeah. would have, like... It would not have made a difference. 
Yeah, no, exactly. But like overall, there was just some really cute, like funny jokes in it. Like Derek always made me, not Derek. Oh my God. Zeke always made me laugh. Like he was always saying some crazy shit and it made me, I don't know, very funny. But yeah, good, good one to talk about. Lots of, lots of content. Oh yeah. So next up, what are we doing, Maggie? Dance Academy episodes one through five, season one. Um, We're excited to start a new TV show. Sad to say goodbye to House of Anubis. Um, Pia, remind me to bring you your amulet the next time I see you because I have it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we basically just are doing Dance Academy and kicking it for the rest of the, for a while at least. Um, Yeah, until we finish the first season. Yeah. So get started on watching those two shows. We're very excited to talk about them. I'm so excited. I'm excited to start another like continuous series. Me too. It's like, it's, it's fun to get into that stuff. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Childhood Trash. You can follow us at Childhood Trash Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, and you can follow Pia at Pia LaPlaca. You can follow Maggie at Maggie and Keating. We'll see you next Thursday. Bye! Bye. <laughs>